Welcome back to Currently with Curator, where I share my latest style obsessions, all of which you can access through my shopping community, Curator. Today, I want to introduce my latest curated set, and it is perfect for those who, like me, love good skincare routine. The Perfect and Protect set includes three products, an exfoliating mask by Cora Organics, my favorite, an awakening eye cream by Paracone MD, and a sheer sunscreen by Sunday Riley. Together, they're valued at $195, but you can get the set exclusively through Curator for just $79.99. But don't wait, because this set is only available for one week. So grab one on curator.com, that's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com by December 21st, and don't forget to use code CLIMB25 to take 25% off your first purchase. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe, and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. This show is all about celebrating the most extraordinary superwomen who will be sharing their incredible journeys to the top, all while staying glamorous. Today with me, I am very excited. We have the most, I don't even know how to describe her. I have so many ways to describe her, but she is clever. She's smart. She's witty. She's funny. She is Laura Brown. She's an incredible Australian fashion journalist, former editor-in-chief of InStyle magazine, and former executive director of Harper's Bazaar magazine. I have known her most of my career. She is as funny as she is kind, stunning, and talented. I am so excited for all of you to hear about Laura's journey today. So let's get started. Cutie. So let me first start by saying we don't have to be formal because I can't be formal with you. No, I don't know um, how to do that. Me neither. So so basically I started climbing in heels because 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 you're an athlete. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure we know that's not true. But <laughs> but if you ask my dad, he would tell you up until I met boys, I actually was. Um, but I love boys. <gasps> boys and quite everything. everything. Yeah, they yeah. do. They do. Mm, it's like a make mm. or break. Um mm. But but <laughs> what I did was I realized, very similar to you, how many yeah. extraordinary um, women that we're surrounded by in every field, Correct. in our friends circle, in our professional circles, in our fashion circle, like every circle, there's just badass women doing amazing things. But uh-huh. what I have found over my career is that people have asked me of any age, how on earth did you get here? How'd you become... How did you start this? How did you do it? And what I realized is that's actually always the question with anyone because, because like most of the world knows you as Laura Brown, right? They'll say, oh, I know Laura Brown. She's amazing. Like, I love her. She made fashion, like she made, she made it relatable. She made fashion human and not scary for me, or she's really funny. She takes humor and fat, like all these things. But I bet nobody, I don't want to say nobody, but I would say the most people don't know how and earth you actually became Laura Brown. I know a little. I know right. a little because I met you so early. I remember the first so time you interviewed early. me. I think it was at the Mercer Hotel. Oh um, my, oh my and it was, God, the Mercer. It's a time capsule. And it was 400 years ago. So Sweet I, youth. You're, yeah. you're a proud Aussie. 
I'm a proud Aussie. Um, I have lived, bloody hell, I've lived in America uh, 21 years. I, um, in a, in a triumph of, um, strategy um i moved here a week before september 11th um wow. and but yeah i've been i've been here for i mean i've been yeah i'm aussie i've been here 21 years i lived in london for a couple of years in between to do that kind of like backpacking yeah, but yeah. like i wanted to go see paris fashion shows kind of but thing you wanted to get um, out of australia why uh delusions of grandeur right. you just right. don't but also you've got to remember for us ladies who perhaps did not grow up with an iPhone in our hands. Sure. Um, we, uh, when we didn't have access in Australia to everything we have access there now, yeah, you know what course. I mean? We didn't, so, so I was like, you felt far away. Oh, yeah. so far. And I would get like, you know, two months old Vogue's or whatever, right. or we, like fashion on like TV or whatever. So we didn't have the immediacy. So I felt very removed and I was so desperate to get, well, you know, especially it's a very fashion, like, what a journalism thing. Oh, I want to, want to get out of here. Yeah. I want to go where it's real. All the action is. And, um, and I just wanted to go, but it was more that I felt like every, the experiences I was having a fashion or film or mm-hmm. creativity or arts or whatever were all diffuse because they had all come to me kind of secondhand. Right. So, and so I was like, no, 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 no. I want to see them with my own, with my own eyes. I want to be at the fashion show or the freaking sure. movie or whatever the hell it was. And so I was so hungry for that. I wanted to, I think that's just number one, like a journalistic instinct. Like I was. But were you a student? Experience. Like were you someone who, like, you were a writer, yeah. right? You were. You, I mean, because yeah, I think I that's very that. important. Um, yeah, I studied communications at university, so I studied journalism, and I was a writer. Yeah, and uh, and I just, but it was just, I wanted to feel the culture sure. happening, sure. like in my face, in yeah. a way, and um, and get myself to where I thought it was, which it was at the time, you know yeah. what I mean? And it still is, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Breaking news, New York, Paris, London, right. LA. <laughs> um, like it doesn't, hasn't changed that much, but it has. But, and so I was just, couldn't think of anything else, but getting to where it was, you know? So I kind of spent, you know, apart from after my college years, so much time with my mind here, right. you know, and right. I would get all the, I would work at magazines in Australia and we get a big bag of um, like a magazines from New York, like once a week, it was called <laughs> poetically That's in so Australia. Interesting. Yeah. We call it the airbag. And so the airbag had come and they would all like push each other out of the way to get like the Vogue's and the details Stop. and the W's and like, like real top era of those too. Remember like, you yeah, know, D2000, whatever. And, um, and I would read them. And I remember I would, sometimes I would be reading, New York magazine or something. And I would like look up and I'd forget where I was. Like I was just completely, it was very easy to say, let's forget where I was. No, but it, 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 um, it, I was just here, wherever this is, mm-hmm. um, in my head. So I just knew I had to, to go. And I think there's a, there's a, there's a thing about being Australian. That and I think you're very it's far. Ne- we're very far, but Th- we're very far. But that's we're what people say things. to me that when, whenever I go to Australia or I meet friends from Australia, yeah, they, the first thing they say, I, I found it so remarkable the first time I went there, that everyone mm. who I met said, I'm so sorry we're so far. They were so <laughs> apologetic about being so far. And they would say to me, how are you enjoying your trip? I was like, I love it here. It's beautiful. The people are so kind, like blah, blah, yeah. blah. And and But they would apologize. They would say, oh, but we're so, so far from everything. We're so <laughs> far. And it was this bizarre concept for me because I had always been yeah. like a New Yorker, like lived, you know, in it, yeah, yeah, not yeah, realizing, yeah. Yeah. well, first of all, it is far, right? It is far. But, then, 
but it's I think so we used special. To, it's and that's what makes it special. And I think we used to be more apologetic than we are now because well, we yeah, are it's different now. More part of, of course, things now, of you know. Um, but no, it used to be like, and it still is a bit like, oh, they're coming down. Oh, they're international. <laughs> and it used to be kind of like, oh, we need to validate ourselves by international people like Rachel Zoe coming down. Oh, da, 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 da. And, um, you know, I think there's a bit of that still, because again, we just, we, it is distance, blessing and blessing and curse. Yes. It was complete, you know, um, that there, it, it has mellowed a bit now because there's so many things coming out of Australia that are new and exciting and part of the world. And, um, but no, at that time, because this was like, you know, when I moved here, it was 2001. Yeah. You know, we had like, yeah, we had the internet, but like we still didn't. I still was like, but there's a thing of Australians, and, I, and it's often time, it's sometimes used as a, as a criticism. But I love, I actually love it. The the um the word guileless, to, you know, yeah. to be, and and I love being guileless because you kind of then you get on the plane, yeah, you know, you're like, oh, and they yeah, don't mind know? getting on the plane. That's what I noticed. Oh, they travel because we don't have the option. <laughs> we don't have. We have to. But like, it's sort of like, oh, I'll go. I'll get on the plane. I've saved some money. I'll go. Yep. And also, like, I mean, you know, for for us, your worst case scenario, if you if it doesn't work out in New York, you can go back to beautiful Australia. Right. It's not the highest stakes coming from well, lucky coming from Australia to right. New York because you right. can kind of sure. sure go back. Um. So yeah. So you just kind of just go for it, really, and just if you're a curious cat, and I think how'd you when you're with, younger, how'd you end up with Glenda though? How'd you uh, so Glenda Bailey Glenda was Bailey. the former editor and chief of. Harper's Bazaar, and I met Laura probably 2005. Oh, yeah, right? Donkey's years Roughly? ago. Mm-hmm. That's when I started there, 2005. Okay, okay, so probably um, around then. Glenda, I met because oh, I think I knew someone who worked at Harper's Bazaar UK. I was like, hey, was someone there, one of the others that said, Do you know Glenda? Do you want to come in for a meet right. and greet thing? And so I did, and it was right after September. Oh, it's just funny. She, remember she said we to me? We have similar humor. I can, I can happily do. Oh, we just have the Commonwealth in common. Right. We know we're like right. Brits and Aussies, sure. you know? And, um, but I remember she was saying, it was right. Like, it wasn't that long after September 11th, but business had to get on with, you know, it was all, so it was so surreal. The whole thing was like a dream sequence. And I remember Glenda going, Laura, Laura, what are your fashion connections? And I'd be like, well, they, I knew all these people in London. Like, da, 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 sure. da. And there wasn't anything going then. So that was like an informational sure. kind of thing. And then, um, and this was, yeah, a long time ago. And then 2005, I ended up there because Sarah Bailey, who was a deputy editor at the time, she called me and she was like, hello. And and she said, we'd love to talk to you, da, da, da. And um, and I was about to take a job at Details Magazine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I... I, I was like, oh, sorry, I'm about to um, go do this one. Yep. And uh, and I was only there, I was there for nine months and I, I didn't care for it. And um, But they called me again and I, was, and I said, do you want to come? And I went, yeah. So I started there Valentine's Day 2005 and worked with Glenda Bailey, GB Glenda Bailey, for 11 years. Um, and through it, it felt like so many iterations of yeah. a job. And it's so funny, just like about two weeks ago, I hosted a party for her collection with Peruvian Connection. Oh, <laughs> yeah. see? And it was just like the old days, like Demi Moore came and Alan Cumming, and it was so the funny. Best. And we were all like, it was like we'd been like um, cryogenically frozen. And then but we're like, Laura, Hi. that's a really, that's a big lesson that I like to share with people for a second. Mm. Um, mm. Because I've had people that worked with me for many years, 10 years, 11 years, eight years, nine years. Yeah. And they move on, 
And sometimes they come back. Sometimes I hire them freelance. Sometimes they consult with us four years later. Yeah. And you keep yeah. your family close, right? You stay close. Um, and I always like to point out in business, it's not that you leave. It's how you leave. And I imagine 100%. you would agree with that. <laughs> just, you can't, just be gracious always. Yes. And yes. and it's actually got, to the youth. Who no, no, really, yeah. like to, to no, everybody, to the youth, really. It's easier. It's easier. Being gracious and nice is actually the lazy man's way. I agree. Because because I find it very stressful having a conflict. Me too. Or, um, Me you too. Know, of course, we've had them. But yep. um, I just like to, I mean, when I, when I left, I mean, I was, cause I had been in approach friend style. Yep. So that was very clear that I was going to go and do that. And, um, and Glenda was the first one actually, cause I'd worked with her for 11 years yeah. and we'd done incredible stuff together. She was the first one to go, no, you absolutely have to do it. Go do that. Like Good the for people, her. The publishers weren't so yeah, of course, up for it, of her bosses, but she was like, and she had the most to lose. And she was like, no, no, you've, you've earned it off you go. So I think if you just do good work and you're nice, but you're also clear, like in Glenda again, who really could have benefited by having me working with her for another of 10 course. years, you know, she was like, no, you've earned it. So just like to earn your stripes and then really stand on top of the opportunities that you are given and that you make for yourself and the equity that you make for yourself like forever, with your by work. the way. Forever. That's the thing. It doesn't, and it doesn't go away. I agree. You know, and um, you just bid on it. And it doesn't matter on re regardless of your professional situation that we all got fired from InStyle in February and that but everything I did and do does not disappear because I'm got I've you know I don't bloody run a one of the three existing magazines yeah <laughs> and I, you know what I mean so I it's agree just, and I you think you stand on those relate that work and those relationships and and the little house you build well you know, I agree with really that and I think you know I've known you like really I mean 17 years mm -hmm. um and it's crazy because I think we've we've kind of come up in parallel. Like, yeah. you know, really we have a lot of the same friends. We we mm -hmm. gravitate towards a lot of the same people. Um, nice ones. Yes, mm -hmm. nice ones. And I think that that was sort of always the thing that I found so captivating about you because you have oh. – you're very different in this business. <laughs> but I mean that in a way <sighs> – I mean yeah. that in a way, look, I've had people move on from me in a way that was so wrong. And it wasn't that, the, and, you know, and I remember yeah. someone going, oh, so you can't ever leave you? It's like, no, leave me. No. Everyone oh. has to go and move on, spread their wings at some point, whatever. It's not, it's not that yeah. you do it, it's how you do it. And so yeah. I, I think with you, you know, you always stood out to me. You never felt to me in any way like a fashion person, a traditional person. Yeah fashion person the one, the one from the manual correct yeah. you actually felt very <laughs> against manual and you felt yeah. very um i i found That's that a you, huge compliment thank you well, against I, manual <laughs> well against manual and i think that manual is very old and i think that manual oh, is not what people fashion, want you know fashion can be so old-fashioned it can and so um, can so many businesses and that's so many businesses and no it was weird because i would never and now I, I mean I'm established enough, and I, I but I used to sort of strike me. I, I was always so confused that people would say I was so unusual, and I'd go like, "Why am I? Why am I so like? Wow, is that good or bad?" But I, I, it's just because it's such a insecure business, right? Um, it's so you know on 
if you're trying to get a currency based on the jacket you're wearing, then that's not really the way, is it? Right. And also, I think when you realize, um, and I realized this reasonably early, I mean, I was what happens bizarre by that point, but like, this industry that I thought was going to be this incredible, like super highway where everybody was more connected and more glamorous and smarter and more accomplished than me. And I realized they weren't. Right. And, um, and I was like, oh, wait, so this is not like Mensa. Right. And, (laughs) and so why would the people that are Mm -hmm. so far away from Mensa be, you know, not the great intellects of our time. Sure. So so many of them be influencing how I feel on the day to day. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. so when you realize that you had some, a voice yeah. and, and some stature in, in the room, quote unquote, or you made great relationships just with your personality, yeah. um, then you kind of stand on that. So I just say it's kind of, cause people would say it was so unusual and I would get good work done or I'd build great relationships or I'd make great friendships or with people. But it could be in fashion or it could be like actresses in sure. LA or whatever. It'd be like, oh, God, we've not, you know. And I think that I always just also walked into a room with a good sense of myself yeah. too, not like yeah. this, like, like, not like insecure. these people were other species yeah. from me sure. or, or better than me sure. or, or had things that I should envy, right? you know, because we know a whole lot of these people. And I love a lot of them. I envy none of them. Right. And um, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think to have that realization really helps. So I think if you just, and also like different, cause yeah, I came from Australia, I had to come here on my own. I think that I remember being so struck cause people would go, wow, you're so, and I'd be like, Jesus God, like, can I, can I, it's lovely to have a currency to be unusual, but you were always unusual in, uh, coming up as well, a stylist too, because me, you had I just wanted to a be nice, and a character <laughs> and things to say and a, and a real character, you know, and, um, and not just this sort of templatized idea of what a fashion editor should be no. or what a stylist should be no. or whatever. And so you're always very much yourself, you yes. know? So I think that like, God, honestly, personality gets you so far and enthusiasm gets you so far. Um, and obviously and, you and have kind, to do the work. Kindness, yeah. actually, kindness. humility. I think the other thing I want to say about you that has always stood out, <laughs> and it's not just like to stroke you. I think it's, I know so <laughs> many women in this industry. And I think, look, people have always said I was different because I was kind, right? And they always right. said like, you're you're such a nice, normal person and whatever normal is, because I, I don't, I'm clearly, I don't think I'm normal, but I don't, because I don't know what normal <laughs> is, but I- Nobody but, does, sis. No, but I, but I think lies. the idea is you've always stood out as incredibly witty and smart, but really clever. And the reason I want to bring that up is- I actually think that your success, yes, as a person, because you're so likable and you're funny and you're self-deprecating and all those things, Mm. but I actually think that, like, you actually have this gift for ideating on things that are completely uh, disruptive, controversial, game-changing. I mean, even the thing that we did that still sits mm-hmm. in frames on my wall and still the story that people, I did a lot of photo shoots in my life. And of all yeah. the ones, I die is the one people talk about, they reference, <laughs> they try and copy it. There was, the, it was controversial. It was this, I know, you, was were mur- you were being murdered yes, all the time. I was, I was being but murdered I by designers. I don't designers. Think you could get away with that anymore. No, oh, you wait, couldn't, you could not, not oh, on social God. media. Someone no, said, how could you post a picture of Brian Atwood trying to kill you with a shoe? What poor taste. I'm like, oh, God. 
Is there no humor uh, just, left in fashion? It just because it was so camp. Like that was the thing. I mean, that's what how you got away with it because it was a bloody wink. You know what I mean? But I know. But the, no, that's what honestly. Anything that I miss about magazines, and it's not much. It, there's two things: corporate healthcare, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and um, photo shoots, and like and, yeah. and having like uh, yeah. having an idea, and uh, and saying and collaborating go along with it, and then and then doing it, and that's like I mean. I think, especially during COVID, we did our yeah. and stuff, our best best work then. Mm-hmm. But I really, I do love that. I do love going. Oh my god, you know it would be great. And then you call up someone, and then I always used to get so I still get so excited. I have some being on set for a little while, but like everyone shows up to a place because you've had an idea, yeah. Like in the shower, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And um, and uh, and and then you make it happen. The image comes to life in front of you. Yeah. I find that the most thrilling thing. I'm uh, to, to make things. You the know, to me with the giraffe. That was you. Something to me with a giraffe. That was you. I mean, just so many. I mean, Rihanna and the shark. I did yep. Oprah's Bazaar and the yep. shark's mouth and and um and the list of insta like Dr. Fauci and uh, Barack that was Obama. Amazing. And, the Barack and, like, Obama. All, like me, and, I, I like cried. I think when that happened. Uh, actually, and I the one that. I did. You know that. You know that one we did the cover that was inspired by that Ormond Gilly picture, girls yeah, in the windows. My favorite. And and that was like right peak COVID, and it was always people living in a house and then sorry, apartment building in Brooklyn. I was trying That's to do something insane. about community because we don't. We, we were at risk of losing community to months. It was only two months into COVID. But no, those sort of like grand ideas that if you can pull them off, and I think that. I certainly did those a lot with um with Glenda at Bazaar, but like my, I still had grand ideas at Insta, a little more rooted like on the ground. Yep. Um, Glenda's a real fantasist, yep. um, and uh, and I'm I like to take a reference and twist it. Yeah, take something that's iconographic and twist it. Yep. I want to talk about your girls, Laura. My girls? <laughs> so do I have girls? I do have a cat. I have a girl cat back no, there. No, you have I- an amazing. <laughs> you have an amazing girl group you are a girl's uh, girl but you're tough I do like them you're tough though so <laughs> I think like you obviously are a career person right mm-hmm. you fall in love you get married whenever at 47 but like I feel like you've only just begun and I do think you lean on your girls a lot only but I don't begun. but I don't mm. think you I don't think you've ever been one to rely on the guy to me when I say rely when I say rely I mean you've never (laughs) ever come off to me as the girl waiting for the guy oh shit because if I was I would have been waiting for (laughs) (laughs) you know when I finally met my husband Brandon I was four and um and I used to make jokes that I would be I would be dying alone eaten by cats and and I wouldn't even in this scenario I now do have a cat but I wouldn't even have cats. They would come, they would smell my rotting corpse and they would come and eat me next Laura. door. So that, that was my scenario. I mean, it was meant to be humorous. I wasn't actually these facial, these facialistic cat cat ideas. Um, but no, I, I never, I was such a self-propelled engine. I think there's something, look, New York City kind of self-possessed lady. I'm not super interested in, you know, oh, I've got to meet the man with the Hamptons house. And, and, and. You and Malcolm. I, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> as long as you know one person. And, um, and, but I never was looking for, yeah, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I says everything that when I felt 
it's not like one day like a gong goes off and yeah. you're like, I'm sorted. Yeah. But I think I felt that tacitly at like 40, 41 that I had my own worth. I made my own money. I was mm. professionally established. And Brandon, you know, um, was my breakfast waiter at the Sunset Tower Hotel. The most like, romantic story <laughs> ever, by the way. I, I wasn't going for him for his vast fortune, <laughs> um, you know. And um, But... <laughs> Because, By the way, I certainly didn't go for Roger for his yeah, fortune. He yeah, was a waiter in grad right. school. Exactly. <laughs> See, a waiter. Customers always write. Says everything. But that when you and there's a lot of New York ladies that wouldn't take go out with the waiter because they're trying to get some idea of something, which just leaves them very very unhappy. So I feel like I had to sort of be built in myself mm -hmm. to be able to find the one that gives me happiness in all these other, other spheres mm -hmm. of my life. Because at the end of the day, I take care of myself. Yep. I just do. I've got my savings. I do this. Thing. Mm -hmm. I've got my whatever it is that you need in yep. life to feel that you're you're okay. I have that mm -hmm. um, to a degree. And, um, and so it gives you a sense of calm, you know, yeah. and openness to everything else, to a broader life sure. than, than, than you would feel if you don't have that. So I think, yeah, met Brandon at 41, got married. At, we were supposed to get married in 2020, but like yeah. breaking news, you wouldn't believe what happened in 2020. <laughs> COVID, COVID. <laughs> and so, yeah, finally got married April this year. So no, 47 years old, wore a pink dress. And, um, and that was <laughs> Which also that, shocking. Really. Also shocking, by the way, Laura. I have to Wait. say, you wearing pink. I mean, and then it made sense because it's by Pierre Paolo, who, I mean, another <laughs> love of your life and mm -hmm. a love of. But and I had pockets, though. So I had a pink dress, but they had to have pockets. Had to have pockets. I know. So I just had, I had to be like pink, but functional. <laughs> And I was actually, I had to be really dissuaded for like taking my phone and putting it in my dress because, like, I would have taken my phone up the aisle. Well, let me ask you this. Miss a minute. Yes. Laura, so one thing that I really like to talk about in this is, mm -hmm. and because I've had these moments in my career, you've had, I mean, there's challenges, right? There's rises, there's falls. There's, no, no, uh, I've had a challenge. <laughs> what are you talking about? I yeah, mean, on. tell me what, uh, like, Obviously, most recently we we know. Well, maybe not everybody they closed, knows. They closed they, in style, which they Laura closed in had style, and crushed. we all lost. Can I say that? We you crushed yeah. in style. No, like, I killed I, it. I, it was the I best. Did. Sorry, and I, I say that in a positive. I when I say killed, mean like no, just. No, I know. I did not like, actually kill it. <laughs> it did indeed die, but I did not. You have made a everyone hand talk about in um, style. In so we really did. I I think especially through. Yeah. Look, long story short, I had been doing this for a long time. Yeah. I've been doing this twenty years. I it was not my master plan to stick with magazines for yeah, the rest of my course. life because I'm not of an course. total idiot. So I'd been thinking sort of beyond it and uh, anyway, which does sound a bit like I was gonna leave him, but I really was. And um so I was probably <laughs> going I swear. Um uh, I no, I was um Sometimes really life makes decisions of, for you, Laura. Yeah, <laughs> One exactly. Of the I was looking I, to sort I of I really stand by that. <laughs> Yeah, I was looking to sort of start making my way on to do my own stuff by the end of this year. And um, I remember the InStyle Awards last year, so looking around, and it was really great that and everything. So I remember, it was a really, really good one. It was. It was amazing. And, and I, remember, I remember thinking that was my last. I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. And, um, yeah, but we all got um, – they shut it down, and we all lost our jobs in February. And it was – so earlier, I tipped out of the nest earlier than I planned if I um, – I had planned, but that said, look, number one, 
to my earlier talk about the equity you earn yeah. and work you have. So I was, I'm fully confident that the fact that InStyle kind of existed for as long as it did, did due to my hand 100%, and, my, and my help. 100%. So rather than the other way around, I don't, I don't get, and I urge this of any woman, yeah. any man, anyone, whoever. Take the accountability don't, don't and be take, proud of it. And yeah, and don't attach your value to the place where you work. Yeah remember the value that you give to it and you keep wherever you work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so when that happened, it was, yeah, it was a shock and I had to get my team placed and, and, sure. and sort all that out. But I knew that I had other fish to fry and I was yeah. already. Yeah. You were mentally kind back, of half there, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I think what you, when you work at how much, I think, Look, it's a corporate life is a yeah. great life for so many people, and yeah. that's fine. I'm a good corporate girl, and yeah. I have been. But I, I was starting to um, just tire yeah. of bringing so much value in, and not, and sort of having my fate, fortunes, day bonus mood yeah. decided by other people. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of autonomy there, creative. Like that didn't come yeah. to me like in terms of that way. I was very lucky, and Meredith actually were great to work for. Um, so I was, I was, real, I never had any. With the, what I, the work I did, no one ever bothered me at all. Um, but I, I just was starting to be like, yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm worth, yeah. I'm worth something. Yeah, and I did well with it. And everything, but I was just like, I'm going to start to, you know, when I want to run my own thing one day. And so I actually registered my own um, media company a couple of years ago and stuck it in a folder oh, in the background. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, of course and you did. Just in case. And then, and just then because. I was like, because I was starting, you know, to percolate yeah, yeah, on course. things. And, um, you know, very slow boil plans. So then when this all happened, I was like, where is that binder? <laughs> yeah. And um, the best thing that happened was if I, I got this crazy like, outpouring of DMs, messages from people. Oh, like, yeah. I lost like, my mind. That if I, and it's like industry people, yes. I mean, obviously yeah. lovely. But like readers from, I call one from this lady. And if I just left, I would never have gotten these, right? So if I just gone on my merry yeah. way, I wouldn't have. So, so this all happened. I got this message from this lady called Boo, <laughs> and she she was in uh, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and she was sixty plus, mm-hmm. I think. And um, and she said, "Laura, I only ever read magazines that you worked for at, and like, thank thank you for making me feel included." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yes. that's the shit, ladies. Yes. Like, that's it. Like, I get, I'll, I, sure, I enjoyed your free handbags. That's fine. Um, but like that stuff. And so that was, that was so unbelievable. It was light reading. Like, but did that help you, Laura, kind of like start to think about, okay, this is my purpose? Cause I had many things throughout different touch points in my career that, that someone I didn't know would say something to me about an impact that I had in what way that was like something I had no idea could happen. And I go, huh, that's my purpose. Hold on. I have to, I have to pivot what I thought I was doing to now do this because this is actually my purpose now. This, I need to touch this, right? But you, you have a community and you have bring a sense of community with you. And so do I, you know what I mean? So I think that that's, um, a lovely thing to have and to recognize and to be reminded of in, in those, in those situations. But did so you ever, so... were you scared? Like, I guess my question is like, have you had that moment where you woke up and go, what the actual fuck um, just happened and I'm terrified or are you like, I'm good. It was. In general, um, at, any point, ter- at any not, point, at any point in life, in your career. 
I think the guilelessness comes back. Yeah. Honestly, it yeah. comes back of like, okay, there's things like that. And I am breaking news and accomplished quote unquote, successful mm -hmm. lady, you know? And so for, for me to feel vulnerable yeah. about healthcare, God yeah. forbid, like, and, and I was like, I'm, I can afford it. You know, yeah. but that there's those kind of skewy things with yeah. life that, you know, you you're taken care of when you work for a large yeah. company. So, and you feel yeah. vulnerable, you yeah. know, in those, in those moments, just those life moments. And yeah. then no, for the first little bit, and I really honestly haven't I basically took six months off. Like yeah. I went and got married and and so I kind of only pressed go recently, but it's it's a big sort of the grinding of the gears to kind of yeah. work on this buffet of stuff I'm doing. And but what I love about it, and even at those moments of and honestly, and I'm not being bullshitty, not so many. And I kept wondering if I would. Mm -hmm. I kept wondering if I'd like have a chuck a wobbly, as we say at home. Yeah. Um, but like if I'd go to the Paris fashion shows and I wouldn't be going to all the ones right. I used to do when I chuck a wobbly. Right. Would I and I haven't, because I don't not interested in sure. doing all those things. No. And being with those people that I wouldn't mm -hmm. want to hang with in their sandbox mm -hmm. anyway. So now what I think triumphs over all of if even if you have little little twitches is is the ownership you've earned over what you do mm -hmm. and that so yeah. now it's like i'll feel me to work with you if i'm gonna do a podcast or mm -hmm. do a, make a movie with you or mm -hmm. design stuff or consult yeah. or do whatever whatever i'm gonna do um but you pay me yeah and i own yeah a hundred and that is the, that ladies is the shit and it's because for you laura that's the yeah. thing it's for and you and you have to own that and that's when you can be that's when you have to always like I mean, that's when you got to own your shit. And I, I learned this a little bit because Australians are self-deprecating. And yeah, we're not like, I'm not a big tosser, but I have sort of in the last, no, since I've been in the States, just gone, no, I did do that work. Mm -hmm. And that was good work. Mm -hmm. And um, and I deserve that thing. And I think that's still a, a sadly hard for, you know, um, and no, I, I, I can't, I'm not going around swinging saying, oh, you know, pay me this. But I do have, a, I can articulate the ownership of what I've done and the pride in the work that I've done. And uh, I really urge all women I to, would, would it like doesn't to mean you. you're like an ego, but it doesn't mean you're like an ego monster. It's just like, no. I like that and I'm proud of it. No, you know, um, it's okay to so, have confidence. Yes. It's okay to have confidence. And I actually weirdly think, Laura, funny enough, I actually think that's the thing as women that we struggle with the most. Right. I, I like meaning I know maybe I can count on one hand the amount of truly confident women I know. Really. Mm. Like I, actually because I, right. I I think a lot of what drives us very often is our insecurity. So we constantly go yeah. do better, do more, outdo that person. You can do better. Like that's yeah, why they yeah, always yeah. say like women are overachievers and men are typically underachievers because the mm -hmm. expectation of them is yeah, not as high, right? It's yeah, just different. Yeah, yeah. And I think, but I, I have always found, you know, the thing I always get asked and I'm sure you do too, is yeah. I love fashion. I want to get into the fashion business. You <sighs> to me do have never seemed like that person. I actually think what motivated you, it's almost like the fashion weirdly from where I sit for you was secondary. I never, mm. fe I never felt like you were that like fashion editor in the front row that was like, look number, blah, blah, blah. Like oh, you were yeah. sort Let of like, sketch you it. wanted to like write a story about, yeah. the you know what I'm saying? Like, a broader story. You came a broader from it. cultural you, story correct. in some way, but not, not to be pretentious about it. I no, no, no. Certainly not. No. But just like, no, a bigger thing about yes. 
the designer and the world they live yes. in and the women they dress rather than like, it's all about the wide pant. Yes. And we love a wide oh pant. My, I like, adore a wide <laughs> pant. Um, it is all about a wide pant. The whole, my whole life and most of yours. I get 100%. It. But like, but like, I, I, that is just, that's not that challenging, right. is it? No, no. The new, I mean, the new coats. Okay. It's a bunch of coats. No. I live in LA. <laughs> I barely get to wear a damn coat. It's just like the new, this all this sort of shit. All that sort of prescriptive fashion stuff right. is just so dumb. It's so dumb. So, Laura, so what happens? Uh, it just me. What happens? Like, I want to know what mm. happens with Laura Brown next because I have mm. a feeling mm. you have many irons in the fire. I actually do. I, 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 I'm aware that you probably do. Irons in the fire and, and, and a little, like, i got to say what I'm really enjoying right now is it's just sort of things coalescing, but I'm not – overdoing it. I'll go and sort of bank in my days. I'll bank like some Zoom command Mm -hmm. performances Mm -hmm. all together in the one day and then I'll go for a walk. Yeah. And then I don't and if I don't have to do something on Friday I won't. Yeah. Like so that kind of I've been in Australia more. Like all those things just a bit live more holistically. But no, what I would say LB media is and what I I have characterized it as (laughs) an umbrella over a buffet. I love you. But it's of just like, but it makes sense. You're, logo you're touching a lot of things, and it is. But it is. I think. But even I guess another way to describe. What I've just been thinking on is almost like everything I'm doing now would almost be like the sections of a magazine, which is yeah. there's words, there's pictures, there's podcasts, there's film, there's producing, mm-hmm. there's design, mm-hmm. there's aesthetics, there's PR, there's hosting, there's all of these things. And I think what it's going to come back to, um, and again, I've really only been at it two months. You know, is a, a kind of community, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and I'll see which way. Like I'm producing a film that sort of that I ended up Makes sense. involved in, and um and so it's all of these things that people would sort of call me and go, hey, how about? It? And I just really love it. I'm working on maybe a big beauty idea. Hopefully, it's very slow, but who knows? But just like I love this sort of touching a lot of things. I do. I like like here's yeah. some shrimp and here's some chicken and yeah, here's yeah, some yeah. here's some carrot sticks yeah. and here's like some cheese. I, I really, um, I don't want to have to decide. I don't want to have to be linear. I don't want to have to describe it in a linear mm-hmm. way, which is again, still quite American. And mm-hmm. I, and people go, so what are you doing? And I sort of go, and it's, and it's certainly for my agents. So what are you doing? I'm like, dude, it's all the things. Yeah. But like, I, I never did, even though I was in magazines, I never just, just did words, just did pictures. Yeah. I did the whole yeah. world, I create the whole world. So I feel like it's like, it's weird having to talk about myself in the third person. It's kind of this LB universe. Yeah. Of, and I, and I, I'm very good at it. And what I really love also is introducing people and connecting people yeah. so they can make beautiful things together. And I can, so I'm just going to, I'm going to be a, you know, a producer, but also sort of talent as well a yeah. little bit. I've got manager now and all yeah. that sort of stuff, you know, so I'm just seeing where it goes and I'm not pushing anything yeah. and I'm not, I don't have anything to prove to anybody. Right. I don't, you know, I don't get as many handbags. It's fine. I've got plenty. Like, you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, I also would like to make, you know, I, I, a real success is when you buy your own handbags, isn't yes. it? You know, so, and you're not depending on other people's largesse. And a lot of stuff with journalism and media, it's it's lovely and luxurious, but it's not actually your life. No. Like, no, it's, it's not, not you get to go stay at the nice hotel for the Chanel sure. show and then you go home to your apartment. So I kind of, I like to live my own life. And it's been great. I went to Paris for some shows mm-hmm. just recently because I was doing this video series with my Teresa. And 
I was kind of, I would scam rides from like Samira or Christina yeah. O'Neill. Yeah. Or, but, but then I would like use my, get on the G set like taxi service and walk around. And I'm also really enjoying like feeling like I'm part of a city and I'm functioning and I'm not just looking at some car window, you know, because in between appointments with advertisers, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I just, I feel very solid, yeah. you know, and, um, and not eroded or dependent on things that I had or thought I needed. That's so interesting. And I want to just talk about that really quick. The thing is, it, it's definitely something I want to talk about because that's an incredible example with lots of takeaways about being right working in corporate America mm-hmm. versus being an entrepreneur. I haven't had a boss since I was 25. Yeah, I have right. had no support in terms of like, if I don't show up, <laughs> there's no one to show up for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like healthcare, any of the things, or like when yeah, I go yeah. to Europe, I'm paying for that. Do you know what I mean? Or like yeah. I'm booking drivers, I'm booking. And so I want to bring that up because there is this real like, pros and cons thing to being both. And some people mm-hmm. really can only function in that corporate because whether and it's insurance, whether it's people really like that fine. constant. No, yes, yes, no yes. Rag My sister. On you know what I mean? My sister. Yeah, no, she loves it. Yeah, no, ra- no rag on her no. at all. I mean, like, I, it's I, not I, better I was, or worse. You know, it's not no, better I was or worse. Like, I was a good corporate girl. Like, and I would be the, always the one who'd yeah, be like, can you the funny... They'd be like, can you host the funny sweater party at Christmas? I'm like, yeah, so okay. <laughs> you know, um, but I would be, <laughs> you can't, you just see them asking. Yeah, exactly. I'm very on brand. But um, I, I. <laughs> could see you wearing the I, light up deer one. Actually. Yeah, God. Yeah, just right on my boobs. Anyway, and, um, but I, I just, and look, it's, it's a great, especially like an editorial, like it can be like a great life and you get your perks and your bonuses and you can, I just was like. No, but you I, don't, it's not I, for you. It's not for you. Me. I'm more me. I'm, yes. my value comes from me. Yes. I want to decide what that yes. is. And it is, it is, um, it's certainly riskier in the early term. Oh yeah. It's risky. You know, um, but, but it's awesome. It but it's awesome. It's it just awesome. gives you a whole lot more to stand on. And yeah. it's like the, it's the house that you built. And I am really like, you know, raised by a single mom, only child in Sydney, Australia. So I'm like, I got on the damn plane and I'm here. So I, I really, I feel solid. I feel solid and good and optimistic and also not trafficking any of all of those old silly behaviors and tropes of fashion that yeah. we just don't need to bother with anymore. Can I tell you one thing yeah. that there has been such a common thread, many common threads throughout the amazing yeah. women that I've interviewed. And I have to say that the most common thread is that every woman except Every single one except for two were raised yeah. by a single mother. Wow. Um, a working blood, sweat, and tears single mother. And <laughs> I have to tell you that I'm here on the other side of it watching the most yeah. extraordinary women as products of single mothers. And as wow. hard as it is to be mm. a single mother, it's nice to know that your children – particularly the daughters, really, mm-hmm. even though it may suck in the moment, like how hard it is, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, it yeah, really yeah. does have an impact in a good way. I you would know? like, you know, yeah, it was, I, I'm, and that's another thing for when, like, if you know that you grew up with, yeah, with not much and yeah. you just worked, I worked from yeah. when I was 14 years old. And so I feel very, I, I think that does give you equity as well. It's, yeah. it's just like, you know, I, Got the five grand to get me the plane yeah. ticket to come here. You've earned I, this, Laura. You know, k- kind of, yeah. Yeah, you know, not kind of. You know, so, 
<laughs> you know, and so I feel like that every everyone does, and and just it, it's so important to remind yourself of that. Whether you've got a three kids and a mom and pup with a doesn't matter white picket fence, or moms or dads or whatever it is, or whatever, whichever way you came out into the world, um, just do the work. Do the work and and, and and believe in yourself and then and then create something you can stand on and you create something else and something else and you can just stand a little bit higher. Um, can you give a kiss to your gorgeous husband and your cat? I will. I will the cats. <laughs> <laughs> it's the time in the show where I answer two listener questions. So let's see what we have today. Okay, first question. Do you think long distance relationships can work? My boyfriend is in New York, but I was offered a job in Los Angeles. Okay, that's a really good question. And I actually don't think I've ever been asked that question. And to be very honest, my feeling with that is that I believe it can work if you've already been together for a long time and have established a really solid, trusting relationship. And I say that because Roger and I lived apart for over a year Um, when I moved to California, I moved a year before he did or a little more, um, to see a, if I liked it to see if he should join me, his company was in Florida and he couldn't move yet. And we really didn't struggle. We never went more than two weeks without seeing each other. And I will say, you know, for some of my friends, especially ones that have a partner that's in the industry and travels a lot it's almost like their relationship kind of works better for some people to get to miss their significant other. It keeps it exciting. But I do think that if you're starting a new relationship, it actually would be very challenging because I don't think that the trust is fully built yet. And I think that one of the biggest issues that I see in newer relationships is an inability to trust each other when they're not together. So it's not that I don't think it can work. I just think it would be really challenging um, if you didn't already have a really strong foundation. Um, But, you know, worth a shot. You never know where you're going to find love, right? Okay, next question. What three qualities do you think someone needs to be a successful entrepreneur? There's about 20. Um, (laughs) Not 20 qualities. No, I'm just kidding. I think to be a successful entrepreneur, the first and foremost you have to be so incredibly driven. You have to be willing to keep your eye on the ball and and just keep looking forward and believe so much in what you're doing that you could sell it to anyone and that you believe in it because, you know, if you don't believe in what you're doing, you can't sell it and you can't succeed at it. I actually really believe that. Um, But I think you need to have some grit. I think you need to have some real thick skin and a real ability to accept challenges and failures and know that you learn from them to help you win. And I think to also celebrate the win. So I think you have to have an ability to be flexible and nimble and also kind of, you have to be a boss. You have to, you can't, you can't look to people to make decisions for you. You have to be a real decision maker and be okay with making the final decision. Be extremely driven and dedicated, a really hard worker, have very thick skin, and I would say 
be very decisive and and be a leader first and foremost. You have to be able to lead people with positivity and strength. You can't be a negative person because no one will want to work for you and follow you if you're if you're negative. Okay, you guys, great questions this week. Don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. All you have to do is DM us your questions to at Climbing in Heels Pod on Instagram, and I just might answer your question. I mean, really, how could you not fall in love with Laura? I mean, the fact that she left Australia and moved to New York proves her work ethic, how dedicated she is, and how ambitious she is. Because Australia, as we all know, is so incredibly far. It's just so admirable because she didn't do the sort of traditional, you know, path into fashion, which I don't know what is traditional, but a lot of people, I think, go to school, they major in fashion merchandising, they go to fashion school, then they become designers, or then they become fashion editors. And I think with Laura, as I said in our discussion, she has always stood out to me because she had so much humor about her approach to the industry, which very often is lacking in humor. And I think everyone takes themselves very seriously. And I think, you know, I'm definitely self-deprecating. I think Laura has this wit, humor, and sort of very clever sensibility about her that just, you know, makes you fall in love with her and makes you want to read the stories she comes up with. And, you know, having been someone that she has featured as the subject of her stories or styled her ideas and bringing them to life. The story you may have seen that I did with Demi Moore in a giraffe on the beach here in California many years ago. And then, you know, the I Die story we did with me and Mark Jacobs and Michael Kors. And, you know, it just, I just think she goes above and beyond to make fashion really groundbreaking and actually funny and have depth and, you know, just really have the rest of the world really look at fashion in a different light, which I've always appreciated. So thank you so much for listening to Laura's story. I had so much fun. This is one of my favorite episodes. I know I say that often, but I think just digging into Laura's life and really hearing what she's going to do next. And I know that she's going to continue to have great impact on the world, the fashion world and the entertainment business in, in so many ways. So thank you so much for listening to Climbing in Heels. And don't forget to write a review wherever you get your podcasts. I love to read them. And while you're at it, follow me on at Rachel Zoe and at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram for more updates on upcoming guests, episodes, and all things Curator. I'll talk to you next week. Mwah. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.